I was upset. I didn't think I had what it takes. It took a while to admit anything was wrong. Diet and exercise sounded intimidating. But small, easy goals made it easy to start. Every situation is different. There are many paths to victory, but the end goal is all the same. This is the Weight Loss Podcast with Matt and Courtney, a couple who committed to a strategy and lost a combined 100 kilograms. When it comes to weight loss, you don't just need encouragement, you need a strategy. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's edition of the Weight Loss Podcast. My name is Courtney. And I'm Matt. And this week we've got a very exciting topic for you. It is exercise and weight loss. What is the best? Yeah, as you guys would know that there's a lot of different forms of exercise out there. The health and fitness industry bombards us with all these different fantastic workout routines. All the big gyms have 100 million different classes on offer. And I know for a lot of people, it can get very confusing when it comes to the question of, okay, I've got my goal. What the hell should I do? How the hell should I do it? And how the hell long should I do it for? Yes. So what we're going to be doing today is getting, we're touching on this topic in a bit of detail in terms of breaking down how we categorize the different forms of exercise and then giving a bit of information on each different form and how it works and how it works for you, most importantly. And we're then going to talk a bit about how we structure what we do as well as what we do for our clients. That is, you know, seeing us lose the combined 100 kilos, seeing so many of our clients get fantastic results and transformations. And we'll give you guys some tips that you can put into place immediately to get things on track or take things to the next level. Yeah, very exciting stuff. So to start with, I think we should start to touch on what are the what, categories? What Matt just said, the categories of different styles of exercise. I think that's the best place to start. I, I agree. We break it up into three different categories of exercise. Courtney, what are those three? Well, we've got weight training. Yes. Resistance or resistance exercise yes. is often called. We've got cardio training or cardiovascular training and then low intense exercise. Yep. Okay. So let's kick off with the weight training what do you class as weight training in your experience well weight training uh in my experience is would be classified as a structured weight training program so you're going in and you are going to the weight section of the gym and you are doing a structured weight training program what do you mean by structured structured would mean that you are doing the same thing the same exercises each time you go in there. Not each day, but each week you go in there, you've structured it so you're doing the specific same exercises and you are recording what your weights are. So every time you go back in there, you know exactly what you're going to do and what weight you're wanting to aim for and how many reps you're wanting to do. Yeah, I think you're onto it. Structured really means you have a plan. So here's my plan of attack for the next month, the next two months, the next three months. If you're really good, you can go, here's my plan for the next 12 months and then break it down from there. But you have a effective weight training is having a structured plan that revolves around progressively improving your strength. Yes, and I think the, the really big thing to do with structured weights is like what I said in terms of doing the same 
doing what's written down, doing the exercises you've scheduled for yourself and recording it and aiming to always push yourself higher and also structuring the rep range that you're going to be doing. So I think a lot of people have seen those sort of people float in and out of the gym. They just decide what they're going to do when they get there. Don't know what they did last time they were there. Freestyling, I call that. And it's uh, it, it's really got no structure to it and it's really not going to give you many benefits from doing it's something like that. It's basically throwing shit at the wall hoping it'll stick. Yeah, so when we talk about weights, it's always structured weights. So, Courtney, in your experience, what has made weight training effective for you as a female? Weight training is the cornerstone of our personal exercise programs uh, and it is for, for a lot of our clients as well so what it makes it effective for me is that it's not only promotes fat loss but it is also changing my body shape at the same time in what way when I first started I was overweight I think a lot of you have uh, that are listening to this have seen my before photos you know that uh, what I used to look like you've seen the size that I was but it wasn't just the Uh, level of fat I was carrying it was also the shape of my body that I was really unhappy with or lack thereof or lack thereof so I was very top heavy and I didn't really have a butt uh you're very much like a lego brick yeah I was sort of a lego brick with just two sticks at the end so I (laughs) never had too bad uh shape in my legs but once it got sort of from my hips up that's where I um I really lost all shape. So one of my goals was not only to lose weight, but to also change my body shape. So that is the uh, number one benefit to do with with a structured weight training program. Okay. Uh, how long have you been doing weights for now? I have been doing weights for about four years. Okay. Uh, have you enjoyed it? Love weights. Why? Well, love, hate, weights. I don't really hear you say love about exercise. Everybody knows that I hate exercising. So I, but I do, I do really like weights. They're very challenging. They, They challenge your whole body. And because you're aiming to better what you did the previous week, I find that the challenge is really great in that respect as well. And I just, I feel with weight training, you not only get a sense of, accomplishment at the time you really feel like it's it's working like you really feel like you've had a great workout at it, the does, end of it, it does tax your body when you mm. push it in the weights room that's for sure yeah um there's also when it comes down to weight training in terms of implementing weight training for effective weight loss you don't need as much as you think no and can i also just point out it's not just for males no what's the biggest prevailing myth slash stereotype Courtney when it comes to weight training what is it that weight training is for boys and if a girl wants to do weight training she's just going to get big and bulky yes and what's the actual truth behind that that is that is wrong uh for many many different reasons uh as women we are not going to look like boys by weight training it's not that easy no it's not and we're not going to look like bodybuilders by weight training it's also not that easy not even close so it is we're missing a lot of different factors boys and girls obviously are made up very differently girls miss um an essential hormone called testosterone don't have quite as much well we do have it but yes you're right it's not in the high enough levels to for us to look like you at the end of uh, a a big weight training program or have hairy chests 
or that too, which is a benefit. So massive benefit. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so I think that that uh, that purely comes from just a stereotype. I know that for me, when I was growing up, everyone wanted to be skinny. That was the word, yes. No, no one wanted to have muscles, or no one wanted to be curvy. There was no such thing. Or athletic. Or athletic. That just was not heard of. Everybody wanted to be skinny. That was what. Uh, we all aimed for at the time. So I think that that stereotype, along with the stereotype of at the growing up, whenever I would see any advertisement for weight training or for gyms and the weight areas, they always used big, buff, muscular men. So I think all of those things sort of fueled our our uh, perception of what weight training is as females. But I really think these days it's starting to turn around. And, yeah, and it is. because there's so many more role models out there and there's so much more... There's more awareness. Awareness in terms of weight training. And, and no one wants to be skinny anymore. That's sort of a dirty word now. Um, everybody wants to have shape. Everybody wants to have definition. Toned is sort of more, I guess, the it toned. word than toned. skinny these days. Toned. Yes. Everybody wants to be toned. So, yeah, definitely in terms of any females listening, I would never be afraid of adding weight training to your program. No, definitely not. Uh, it's understandable for it to be a bit intimidating at the start because it does seem like it's the realm of men. Mm. Uh, I can tell you some of the hardest trainers or trainees I've ever seen have been females even inexperienced females that you know get in the gym for the first time as they get their confidence up, and you're a good example of this, they just start to feel their way through it, get to grips with what's happening, mm. and just just completely unload. Females mm. tend to underestimate what they're capable of. But just to, to make things clear, when we're talking about weight training, as Courtney said, we are referring to structured, progressive weight training, as in we're striving to increase our strength as often as possible by gradually lifting slightly heavier loads each time out because there are different ways to lift weights. I mean, you look at a pump class. Pump class, for those who don't know, are aerobics-based classes, but they're revolving around the repetitive lifting of very small weights. weights. Very small, but for a thousand times. Yes. Is that going to be hard? Yes, it is. Is it going to give you the feeling of a workout? Yes, it is. Is it going to promote fat loss and the changing of body shape, like forcing your muscles to adapt to getting stronger and lifting heavier loads, no, definitely not. So for us, the way we will roll out a, a, an effective weight training program for ourselves and our clients is to focus on our clients and us getting stronger on various key lifts. You know, who's heard of a squat? Squats. Deadlift. Deadlifts. Bench press. The big three. The big three. And it tends to go from there. But also when it comes to weight training, we've just you know, spent the last five, 10 minutes talking about how good it can be for shaping your body and dropping a bit of unwanted fat. What else can weight training do for us? I know for me, weight training was a, a key contributor to the reversal of type 2 diabetes. I've seen it with a number of people, myself included, where it has also helped to boost the immune system. Um, recovery from rehabilitation from oh, well, injuries. That's a massive thing as well. I can't mm. believe I've overlooked that already. Uh, the rehabilitation of injuries, getting someone stronger, makes gives them a better quality of life. Correct. Doesn't it really? I mean, how many people have we worked with, including ourselves, where there's been niggles or injuries 
some have been chronic and long-term that through consistent weight training and gradually progressing their strength, these injuries have been dealt with. They've gone away. Yeah. How many people have we seen that have regained full movement through their arms or you know, the loss of hip pain, the loss of back pain? Mm. And I mean, generally, I know it is for myself and Matt, we've had injuries. Everyone gets injuries. And Part of getting old, bub. Everyone generally does. I mean, I don't think we have a client that comes through our gym these days that doesn't either come with something or figure out along the way that they've actually got a little niggle there that they've... It's been dormant. That it's been dormant. Sitting and, on the couch and it's suddenly, it. It's suddenly just, uh, just appeared. But those sort of things can happen. And I know we're going to be touching on cardio next as well but that is the the real benefit as well about strength and um, and weight training is that if you are someone that does suffer from some sort of injury or that you're rehabilitating something there is really in terms of weight training there is always something that can be modified or can be done differently to adjust that to suit yourself. It's a very inclusive form of, of exercise and training. I think training. it's the most inclusive out of them all. Personally. I would agree because the only way you're going to be banned from doing any weightlifting of any kind is if you're in a life-threatening situation or you're scheduled for an operation in the very near future. But even then, yeah. I've seen people you know, prior to hip replacements or knee replacements still doing weight training to keep their bodies as strong as possible to help with their recovery, recovery afterwards. post-operation. Mm. So yeah, weight training is by far and away the most inclusive. Correct. There's there's no real injury that I've come across at all in my career where it's been you can't do anything because there's always something you can do. No matter how basic it may seem, mm-hmm. there's always something you can do that will give you benefits in the long run. And that's something I want to touch on as well when it comes to effective weight training. It's not going to happen over the matter of weeks or even months, we're talking about potentially years. So I know for me, I've been doing weight training now for, well, geez, how long has it been? 16 years, 15, 16 years, quite a long time. And I'm still progressively getting stronger. Mm. And I know for me now, like I'm not exactly a spring chicken. I'm 39 years of age, but because of the, the strength I've been given from, consistent weight training i don't feel 39 no and could i just say i don't think i look 39 no you don't but that's a that's another key point and uh benefit of weight training is functional strength functional strength it's especially as we get older our functional strength naturally starts to go away because part of the aging process is you know muscle tissue dying away being replaced by fat that's where you start to get people as they get older that become more prone to accidents. Oh, I fell over and broke my hip. Balance issues. I fell over and broke my knee. And that's where uh, weight training has been shown to improve bone density as well. Yep, become more resistant to injury, but also give someone, help someone keep their independence mm. as they get older. I know for me, one of the worst things I could think of is all the things that I can do now physically being taken away from me due to age. I don't like yeah. the thought of that. So I know that for us as well, we do our weight training not just to look and feel our best, but as a preventative measure so we still have the highest possible quality of life as we get older. Absolutely. And we see that with our clients as well, like people we've worked with in their you know 40s, 50s and up, where they become more mobile Absolutely. as a result of weight training. So they're more mobile. We've had some people where... 
they can actually get up and down off the floor as a result of getting stronger through their weight training. They can get out of the car easier. Mm. They can carry more shopping bags. Yeah, something as simple as Things just that you don't think about, bringing but they do in the count. shopping from the car and yep. to not have to ask for assistance on that. It's Well, I, I noticed the other way around. I was so physically weak when I was younger that I could barely handle two shopping bags per hand. Now, as you've seen, when we go shopping, I can handle the whole trolley in one hand. Yes, you can. You know, it's just, it's strength is a gift. It is. It's an absolute gift. It is. So we'll we'll then move on to the next the next category of exercise. Cardio. Cardio slash cardiovascular exercise. Now, bearing in mind, there are a number of different forms of cardiovascular I exercises. The, I think this is, personally, I think this is the one people get confused about the most. Because I think everybody generally understands what weight training is. Oh. They may not to know. <laughs> I think a lot of people don't know how to structure weight training. I've come a lot across a lot of people that are unsure of how to structure it. But they generally have a concept of what weight training involves. I think with cardio, the, the lines get blurred a lot. Like you mentioned about pump class, is it cardio? I'll, I'll respectfully disagree just to say that I think all exercise is confusing. And oh, a lot of people yes. are confused about all exercise. Hence why we have so many gyms and so many personal trainers more than ever before. Well, I won't but, disagree with that. But the country continues to get fatter and unhealthier yes. despite being apparently we're a very active country. But that could be a different podcast to yeah, itself. That's a whole other issue. So in terms of... Cardio exercise, you're really looking at there's two different types of cardio exercise low yes. intensity, high intensity. High intensity, yes. For this discussion, right now, we're going to break those two off and have a discussion about each one. Yes. So let's talk about high intensity cardio exercise. Courtney, give me some examples of what for you has been high intensity cardio exercise. What do I use for my High-intensity cardio exercise would be things like running, uh, interval running, so running as hard as I can for a period of time, then walking, then running, then walking. Uh, it would be things like hill sprints. It would be things like... Boxing. Boxing. Uh, circuits. The circuit classes that we run at our gym, Tabata classes. Tabata classes are fantastic. They're fantastic. Basically, anything that's getting you huffy and puffy and sweaty, getting is that right? getting you your heart rate up, yep. and it's getting you sweating and puffing and really, really working very, very hard just to uh, complete the movement. Yep, I know for me, I'm a, a fan of hill sprints. My body has always responded well to them. And I don't actually get any any niggles or injuries doing those. Mm. Uh, so I, I, I wouldn't say I quite enjoy, but I find those quite effective. But yeah, anything... And the thing is, when it comes to intensity with intense cardio exercise, it's a very personal thing. Absolutely. Because what's intense to one person might be less intense to another. So there's no, there's no right or wrong in terms of intensity levels. It's going to be how it makes you feel individually that's why we generally do describe it as something that's going to make you make you huffy and puffy make you huffy and puffy make you sweaty get your heart rate up feel it that it's a very very challenging exercise to do for you a personally challenging routine yes uh now for us how long do our intense sessions go for 30 minutes why is that because you only need 30 minutes That's and I correct. hate to exercise, so why would I exercise for longer than 30 minutes? Yep. 
<laughs> no, they they we, we do thirty minutes because there are, there is genuine research being done to show that you can get results from that amount of time. Well, even better than that, there's research shown that you can get results in terms of your metabolism being elevated from ten, 10 minutes. minutes. Mm. So it's been shown that for some people, an intense ten to twenty minute cardio intense cardio session can be just as effective as a low to medium intensity hour and a half. Mm. So to me, just looking at this from a, a time sink perspective, would I rather get the job done in 20 minutes or an hour and a half? That's right. And really, when you look at it, I mean, I know a lot of people I've spoken to have been quite shocked by that statement. Oh, I was I thought it would go for longer. Well, our, our industry likes to tell us that more is better. But... As Matt just said, when the science shows that you can get the results from that amount of time, why would we do it for longer? A, as Matt said, is a time sink thing and we're all very busy people and we're trying to get the most out of our exercise to fit it in with our lives. But also, I think when you really think about it, it does make sense. It made sense to me when I first learnt this because I really looked at it from a common sense point of view and thought, well, it does make sense that if I can push hard, I can push my body hard for that amount of time. Anything longer than that, and I'm going to start to slow down. And what you'll also find is that there's you know, research out there that has shown, and I'll be putting this in the show notes page on the, on the website, that if you approach your cardio exercise the right way, it can burn three times as much fat as regular or less intense cardio activity. Mm. So I know from my perspective, doing it myself and doing it with, with our clients, I would much prefer a less is more approach Yes. Because everyone's busy, who wants to devote hour after hour after hour to their exercise whilst running a household, whilst working full time, looking after the kids? So yep. we need to make sure that what we're doing is also effective in terms of time. So that's, that is part of why we keep things to a 30-minute sort of cap mm. when it comes to the intense stuff. You know, when our goal is, is fat loss or weight loss, which is what it is for everyone listening to this so, uh, Courtney. Yes. In your your time so far, you know you've come a long way in the last couple of years. Have you ever found cardio exercise enjoyable? No. <laughs> why is that? No. Was that a quick enough answer for you? <laughs> Could you tell no. me why, please? No. And I think everybody. I think I'm sure I've said it before because I've said it many times. Is that I hate all forms of exercise. Actually, I don't mind walking sometimes. I don't mind walking, but I hate any other form of exercise. But cardio exercise I don't like just for the reasons because it hurts and I've got no specific, like, excellent reason for hating it. I just... It's just hard. It's just hard and it hurts and I'm sweaty and gross and I don't like it. And gross. And sweaty and gross and I don't like it. And that means you're doing it correctly. Yes. So that is the reasons why I hate it. You, on the other hand, quite enjoy it. No, I wouldn't say that. You enjoy it. There's enjoying and then there's enjoying. You, I, you enjoy getting outside and going. I, I enjoy, I tolerate it. Mm. I tolerate it. I don't love exercise. I just don't detest it as much as you do. Mm. So I have that get up and go where I can just, you know, I don't need someone to say to me, you've got to do this. I'll just go and do it. Correct. That's that's as far as it goes. I can't say to you, 
I love feeling sweaty and gross, as mm. you would say. I don't like that at all. Mm. But in the end, the benefits that it gives you, I mean, effective, intense cardio training gives quite a number of benefits, like in terms of, you know, lowering our resting heart rate, mm-hmm. uh, helping the way our bodies process carbohydrates and other nutrients. It's extremely helpful for combating type 2 diabetes, much like the, uh, the strength training is. But make no mistake, we do advise when it comes to weight loss goals, using intense cardio exercise as an accessory to the weight training, which we'll touch on a bit more towards the end of the show in terms of how we structure it. Mm. But everything if, has a place. Absolutely has a place but for you're sure. Right. It uh, it is a it is a second fiddle, as they say. Yeah, it is. So just so you guys know, I'm going to be sticking some pretty good reading or some good reading material on the show notes page at the what's our what's our website address, Courtney? Podcast. I said our website address, oh, Courtney. Uh, theweightlosspodcast.com. Very good. At theweightlosspodcast.com, you'll see on the front page the link to this episode. So the show notes page is where I'll have some extra reading material. That you know, for you guys out there that might be like myself that always want to know more and know more about the science behind these things, we're going to have some good reading material there. So, question for you, Shoot. just wrapping up our conversation quickly on high intense cardio yes. exercise. What is your response when someone comes to you and says, because we all know there's so many different forms that are out there that you can do? Yes. Someone comes to you and says, I want to. In- uh, incorporate this into my exercise program, what is the best form to do? What is What should I do? In terms of what form of cardio? Yes. Well, anything you're not really good at. Really, it's Why about... Is that? Because it's about inefficiency. If someone comes to me and says, I'm really good at swimming, I love to swim, can I swim to lose weight? No. no. Because your body becomes efficient at it, it's going to be far less of a stress. So you know as much as I do, when one of our clients will say to us, oh, I hate running, guess what they're going to be doing? That's me. That's the giveaway. That's why I run. So no, it's generally things you're not good at. So for most people, I know this is what works for me, up and down. Yes, Get on the floor, get up off the floor and repeat that for half Mm. an hour. It doesn't matter how fit you are or how fit you think you are, you are toast. Yes. But inefficiency is the way that we recommend you know, and what we do and what we recommend our clients to do with their, with their you know, intense cardio training, do things you're not good at. Mm. So if you're someone who's always run, you're a runner, you've always run, jumping on the treadmill and going for a run for your high-intense cardio exercise... Will become less high-intense. Will become less high-intense because you're better at it. And it will eventually become a, a low-intensity movement. So I know for me, as you know, I'm a pretty good sprinter mm. when, I'm, you know, when I've got some practice in. But going up the hills changes everything because all of a sudden, anyone that knows me knows I'm not a small person. Taking someone, taking my size mm. and running it as fast as I can up a hill, a steep hill, that's really hard. It's very hard. That's really, really hard. Even you know it yourself. Oh, yeah. When, you, when, you, when you've done hill sprints with me, yeah. that's been really hard. So for me, as a larger individual, anything that involves really moving my mass... Mm in any sort of intense form, like I said just before, even up and down off the floor, that wrecks me. Yes. That wrecks me completely. So there's there are some pretty simple ways to make a, a cardio training session for someone pretty intense. Pick something you're not very good at. 
and try and sustain it for half an hour. Do that. If you're someone as well that is a member of a, of a commercial gym, I would recommend just trying different things out. Yeah, I do recommend variety mm. is good because I know a lot of people, and you're like this, Courtney, can get bored doing the same thing. So actually, do, yes. I'm generally when it comes to, to exercise and weight loss, I'm not usually a fan of the term mixing it up. I'm not a fan of mixing it up, especially in the weights room, because we're there to get stronger at certain exercises. Well, that wouldn't make it structured then, would it? It's not structured. But when it comes to intense cardio, you can structure variety. Yes. So say I've got two sessions to do this week or three sessions to do this week. Session one might be a Tabata session. Session two might be a circuit. Session three might be swimming. Because I know for me, I'm a shit swimmer. Yes. So if you say to me, Matt, please swim 50 meters, that, that's it, I'm done. Yes. You know, so there, there, can be, there can be structured variety, even though it sounds like a contradiction. Yeah, absolutely. There can be structured variety to help someone do different activities. Yeah, definitely. And then find out what you're good at and what you're not so good at. Yeah, I think absolutely. So I think we'll touch on that later on in the episode too in terms of structuring your workouts. But I think it's definitely someone who if you are a member of a commercial gym and you do attend the classes there, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Not at all. It's Try just that make sure you're doing different ones. Don't do the same class all the time. Look at it this way. If you do a cardio session and you walk out of it thinking you could have done more, it didn't work. Oh, yeah. That's you need, the perfect way to judge it, really. You, you, need, you need to walk out of your session or leave your session going, you know what? I'm done. I left it all on the table. I've got, I couldn't have tried any harder. Yes. Where... If someone were to say to me, oh, I could have done more, well, you just wasted your time. Congratulations. For myself, I did a session this morning and... Yes, you did. I pushed myself so hard that I actually thought that I was going to be sick, which I don't recommend everybody push themselves to their sick, but it was just that I I personally pushed myself that hard that I actually had to sit down afterwards. Well, you have that ability. Some people are natural. I call them natural chuckers. They're more predisposed to vomiting during exercise. And I actually had to wait a couple of minutes before I drove home because I drive a manual and my legs were shaking. Well, for me, I did my session this morning, as you know. Uh, I don't, I'm not a chucker. I'm not predisposed to vomiting no matter how hard I go. But what I get is I get shaky. Yeah, I've I never very vomited shaky. from, from so exercise. My, my legs get heavy. Yeah. My hands start to shake a little bit and I just, I lose all, all pop in my movement. There's yes. no more spring in the step. Yes. So for me, my legs become spaghetti <laughs> and that's the end of that. Yes. So I hope that's sort of clarified up a little bit more for you about what high intense cardio is. Let's now talk about low intense cardio. Okay, so... Low intense, low or low intense activity. Mm. What what could be classed as low intensity activity? Well, really, anything that generally speaking is a little bit lighter on the body. So you're talking about walks, movement, just movement in general. Going for a walk, going for a casual bike ride. Not a, not you know not a spin class or anything, but you're going for a bike ride. You're going for a walk. Um, maybe you're a great swimmer. And you go for a swim. And it doesn't hurt you that much or or, or isn't very hard. That's a less intense activity. It's a casual swim. Uh, Well, what you guys will find is that the less intense activities and less intense exercise that you do, much like the intense cardio, is very much specific and relevant to the individual. 
So what is intense cardio to me might be less intense to you, Courtney. Yeah. And vice versa. Absolutely. I know for me, you're, you're much better than I am, for example, at, say, long-distance jogging. Yes. Long-distance jogging for me will become intense cardio because I wear down very quickly, where for you, you can go all day. So it's, it's, yes. it's a less intense activity. Yes. So it's very specific to the individual. So less intense activity you would class as any type of movement that isn't making you sweaty, smelly, huffy, puffy, getting your, your heart rate up. Really heart rate up, So yeah. I know for me, when I've moved house, that's less intense activity. It's mm. still exercise because mm. I'm getting good movement in. I'm moving my body around. Lifting things up. Yep. I'm not, I'm not dying, but you know, I'm doing some movement. It can be walking the dog, mm. rollerblading, bike riding. Yeah, absolutely. A light swim, like you said. Yeah. Just general movement. And and there are there are some real benefits to that because the the less intense oh yoga one of your favorite ones yeah how yoga. have we missed that yoga Pilates yoga Pilates these are these are forms of low intense activity as well then exactly because they're not they're not you know dis- taxing dis- on not, the body they're not taxing the body but you're still doing some form of movement so you'll mm. find that the less intense exercises or activities that are out there are really really good for recovery. Yeah, absolutely. Because I know a lot of people pull up quite sore after a weight training session, especially if they're new to it. Go for a good walk. Mm, absolutely. Go for a good walk. Go do a yoga class. But do a Pilates class. As you said, it's different for every person. So I'll, I'll use myself as an example. I would use um, yoga as one of my low-intense activities each week. I do generally one class a week. I would use doing a, a very fast-paced walk, semi-jog a to the gym. walk. To the gym from yep. our home, which would be... Half an hour, 45 minutes. Half an hour to 45 minutes away uh, by foot. Um, that, to me, is low-intense ex- activity. Whereas, as Matt said, for him to do that power walk slash light jog for that long... That'll wear me out pretty that fast. Would, that would be higher than low-intense uh, activity. So for me personally, that would be intense. Whereas yes. another example is I would go to the Thousand Steps in Mandanong here, local to us. Uh, it's a quite a steep trail for those of you who know it. I would push myself to go up that, but I'm not running up that. That to me is high intense activity. Whereas I know a lot of people that would just be a walk in the park that would just be easy that that that's not huffing and puffing at the end of it mm, so mm. it is very different for everybody well can i i know there's people listening that are wondering i'm just going to get this out there what do you class sex as courtney low are you sure about that that might be saying more about you than anything else. I think that's up to the individuals, Matt, who are li- listening to decide what it, it ca- ca- falls under for them. But it is movement. It is movement, yes. Thank you for pointing <laughs> that out. But yes, I hope that gives you... Those examples are giving you an idea, as Matt said. It's going to be very different for everybody. Yeah, it is. What I classify now as high-intense exercise different to, would be very different to four years ago mm, what I would consider high intense exercise so it is going to also evolve with you right, as you point. lose Great weight point. 
and also as you get better at these different exercises, well, your, your conditioning improves. Correct. So I know the things, the way that, well, the way I can push myself now is even better than two years ago, let, let alone ten years ago, or twelve years ago, or twenty years ago. So it does evolve mm, along with you. It so also you- evolves, sorry, just with the other exercises you're going to be structuring into your program. If you're currently not doing any structured weight training, then you will notice a difference in the intensity or what you're able to give in your high-intense cardio if you do bring that into your program because that is adding another taxing exercise into your week. So what you were maybe able to get through your high intense cardio sessions a lot easier before you started weight training. And I've seen it many times that when people start their structured weight training programs, they suddenly find that their high intense cardio training gets even harder because their body is trying to recover from what they just did maybe the day before, as well as push for what you're trying to do now. So it does evolve and it, uh, and your body will evolve with it, is what I'm trying to say. So a really good take-home point here with what we're talking about right now, going through these different, well, the three different categories that we have of exercise for weight loss, just understand that not all training is created equally. So it's going to be up to you guys out there with what you're doing to really look at this objectively and go, what do I classify this as? Is this you know, structured progressive weight training or is this intense cardio exercise or is this a less intense activity it's going to be very very important for all of us or all you guys there at home to be able to look at what you're doing and honestly say to yourself it's one of these three yeah if it's not one of those three or well what is it yes to start to start off with but generally speaking what you're doing will fall into one of those three categories so I also want to sort of touch on, before we really move on to the next part, Courtney as well, is to understand, guys, when it comes to exercise and training, that I know when I've spoken to a lot of people in the past asking them what their goals are, a, lot, a very common goal I've been you know, told before is I want to get fit and I want to tone up, mm. which is fine, except for the part where what it means is I want to get fit and I want to lose fat. Again, that's fine. Just keep in mind, generally speaking, we're going to be training for either fitness or fat loss because they will dictate different approaches. For example, if someone wants to get fitter as a result of their exercise, just go and do the same thing repeatedly. Yes. If you want to be a good runner, go and keep running. Yes. You'll get very efficient at it. That's what fitness is, is getting efficient. Where if you're someone that wants, if you're say a woman that wants to lose four dress sizes and be the best, be in the best shape of her life, you don't want to just keep running and get fit because your body will become efficient at it and it will stop changing. So training for fitness and training for fat loss are two different things. And the discussion that we're having today revolves around training for fat, fat loss. loss yes. yes. So now, Courtney, if I can ask you, with what you're doing, and I'll mention about what I'm doing as well, how do we structure our program? So we've talking, we've spoken about weight training, intense cardio, less intense exercise. How do you structure that? So you'd like to know what I do throughout my week? Well, in terms of how do you how do you incorporate these three different types of exercises into a plan for yourself or your clients? 
well, for myself, is going to be a little bit different to the way I do it for my clients because I've obviously been doing it for a, a lot longer. Is it, is, it, is it really that different though? Not that much different, because just in terms of the amount that I do. It is, but the construction and how you incorporate those three different types of exercise is still the same. Correct. So if I was using one of my clients for, an ex- for example, and they came to me and said, I want to incorporate all three of these different forms of exercise into my week. Which, by the way, you should if you want to have the most effective results. Correct. It is ideal to have all three. So I have someone that comes to me that says, I want all three, give me all three, how do I do it? Well, generally, we would start with two weight training sessions, structured weight training sessions per week. Two weight training sessions per week means that we can cut it into upper body and lower body so we're focusing one day we will focus on the lower body with things like we said squats Deadlift. deadlifts then Your favorite split squats my favorite split squats then on the other weight training day of the week we would focus on upper body so our bench presses uh, some maybe some back exercises shoulder exercises things like that we would not structure them to be the day after each other So we would spread them and have at least a day in between as a break. We would also then incorporate a couple of high-intense cardio training sessions. Just before you go on, there's you've made a point without actually making a point there. So Courtney's just outlined how she structures her, well, for her and the clients, the weight training side of things. That's what we do first. So when it comes time to plan out for yourself, for example, let's say a 12-week training program, the first thing you do is plan out your weight training routine. What are you going to do? When are you going to do it? Because in terms of ideal weight loss and ideal body transformation, ideal health benefits, all three different forms of exercise are going to play a role, but effective structured weight training is top dog if we're looking at the the top of the triangle the the exercise power rankings Mm. number one for and until someone makes a miraculous pill that does it all for us the number one form of exercise for weight loss is funnily enough weight training correct so whenever you guys are looking at structuring a program for yourself and this is what we do we start by planning out the weight training sessions first yes. and then doing everything around that. So you have to pick a two days in your week that you know you are going to be able to hit those weights those two days each week. Tuesday, Thursday, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Thursday, Monday, Monday you know, Wednesday, Saturday. Wednesday, Friday. It comes down to what you can sustain. So we'll, we'll plan out the weight training first, then we'll structure in after that the intense cardio exercise to work around that. Because what what we want to do is have it where someone is performing their different exercise routines or what, you know, what their program says to do, but not to the point where they're doing so much that they're not getting stronger in the gym. Yes. It can't, it can't. If you're getting weaker, something's going wrong. (laughs) So we start, we start with the weight training is the cornerstone of any successful program revolving around weight loss or transformation then we'll add in the intense cardio sessions around that then we'll also add in after that the less intense activity so most of our clients 
we'll start off on around about you know one to two intense cardio activity sessions. sessions a week. And the low intense exercise. Then we'll structure the less intense activity after that. So what I might do is I might actually, if you'd like, put up a sample of one of your workout mm. structures, That's Courtney, that I, that I helped you put together a while ago. I've yeah. got it on the computer still. Yeah. Just to give the guys an example of, of what you've done yeah. over the course of a 12-week period and how mm. it's been structured. Did I have two or three in that one? I'll, I'll find one and we'll, we'll look from there. I'll we'll have a look. look. It's on the computer here. Yeah. So we'll put in the show notes page for you guys an example exercise structure. Yes. So it, it, it's a lot easier to see than it is to talk about when you're talking about writing something down. So we'll definitely put it in the show notes page. We'll, we'll have it written down there and you can always email through to us or send us a message through the Facebook page if you have any questions from there. I'll tell you what, I'd be keen to know from you guys at home how you structured your exercise or your training programs. Where can they email us at, Courtney? Podcast at theweightlosspodcast.com. Are you sure that's it? Yes. Positive? Yes. Yes, you're right. <laughs> that is it. Podcast at theweightlosspodcast.com. So, yes. So, well done, Courtney. You've got the email address right. You're onto it now. <laughs> Let's start to wrap this up uh, before we move into emails. What sort of advice do we want to give the guys here at home or maybe they're at the gym themselves when it comes to effective exercise for weight loss? What tips can you give? Or would you like me to start? You can start. Okay. Well, the first tip that I would give to you guys when it comes to effective exercise for weight loss is to establish what you are training for to begin with. I do do think, well, I know there is a difference between just exercise or working out and actually training for something. Mm. So you want to know what you're working towards first. If you don't know what you're working towards, it's hard to put together a plan. So step one is establish the goal. I want to look like a yes i want to wear x dress size i've got this pair of jeans in the cupboard i haven't worn for 20 years just establish your goal goal yep um would you like to to jump in here or let me continue i think the 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 big one is structure oh yes i think we've spoken about it a lot but i just really want to emphasize having that structure and having it written down i know for for myself i write down um in what i'm going to be doing in 12 week blocks so i will write down what days of the week i'm going to do which exercises and i put that piece of paper on my fridge and i cross them off as i do them yes there are the odd weeks where i don't get it in on this specific day i have scheduled to get it in but i will just switch it around and i'll do it on a different day to make sure it still gets done i think that uh that that's a really big one that um i want everyone to remember yep i'll also say a good tip for you guys is just to understand that there is a difference between quantity and quality rather than just do more exercise how about ensure that what you're doing is actually of a, of a high standard are you pushing yourself are you lifting as heavy as you possibly can safely in the gym? When you're doing your intense cardio sessions, are you really going after it and giving it the best you've got? I think that's a great point because just to quickly touch on, when we're talking about our weight training classes, I know, I mean, especially for my own personal program, I do about four exercises 
and that's it. Yep, I've had some some programs where I've only done three exercises, two sets, two working sets, Plus and see a you later. Up. Yep. yep, but those the but the work I'm doing is of the highest intensity Correct. and highest standard possible for me. You could be at the gym for two and a half hours if you really want to be. Or get the same thing done in 35 to 45 minutes. Just by really pushing yourself. So I think that's a really good point made yep. as well. Uh, I'd also like to, a tip for the people at home is listen to your body. Yeah. If things are starting to get sore or you're not pulling up quite as well, it might be time for a break. Yes, breaks are good. I take a break every 12 weeks. Resting resting is underrated when it comes to this. So don't compare yourself to someone else thinking you've got to keep up with the fit guy or the fit girl next to you. You're running your own race. Listen to your body. I do all the time. I know for me, I push it as hard as I can. But if I sat here and said to you guys that all my workouts are as good as each other, I'd be lying. Mm. Some, some are better than usual. Some are a bit worse than usual. I just listen to myself, and when I know that I've got something pretty good in the tank, I'm going for it. But if I feel like I'm going backwards, or my performance is going down, or recovery is going down, I back it off. Also, in terms of listening to your body, in terms of injuries, make sure you're listening to your body, and you are changing it up where required. Don't think it's the end of the world if you can't do a specific if, exercise. If something hurts, don't do it. There's always, as we said, and we mean the best the, the thing about hurt. weight training especially is that it is very inclusive. So there is always something else that you can do. And if the if remember, the weight training is the cornerstone to our exercise program. So if any injuries affect the other two exercise port, part, the, the high-intensity cardio or the low-intensity cardio exercise parts, it's not going to be the end of the world. Yep, and just so you guys know, we're going to be doing a special podcast in the near future where we're going to be interviewing a very good friend and professional colleague of ours, uh, our physiotherapist, our sports physiotherapist, Travis, the best physio we've ever met, talking about weight loss and injuries. So you guys can look forward to a podcast on that soon. But you're right, Courtney, in terms of you know you can work around injuries can always work around injuries, stuff. yeah. So definitely don't ever think it's the end of the world. I know I've been guilty of that in the past. There's always something that can be done. Always. So I think it's time, Courtney, to For move on to dun, dun, dun. emails. All right, let's get stuck in. We have one email today because it's a long one. It's two questions. Cool. From Cassie. Hi, Cassie. Hello, Cassie. So we'll start with question number one. Courtney? Yes. Question number one, guys. When doing weight training, should I be taking any extra vitamins such as magnesium? I have been told it is a great idea and was wanting your opinions. I am also taking some omega-3 tablets too. Should I be taking them away from weight training as well? Would you like to tackle this or shall I? I think you, the smile on your face says that you'd like to tackle this. Go for it. Oh, I'm, I'm okay with, with you doing it. But, okay, Cassie, in terms of supplements, uh, vitamins, minerals, etc., yes, there is absolutely a place for them. Mm. But to begin with, you want to make sure, like, let's say, for example, if you've got someone eating one to two meals a day, supplements aren't going to help. No. So is... Is it a good idea to take extra vitamins and minerals? Absolutely. A good, in this case for, for Cassie, obviously being a female, a good 
women's multivitamin once a day is going to be a great start. Mm. Uh, same with the guys out there. A good men's multivitamin. I take a men's multivitamin once a day. Fantastic. No worries at all. I just wouldn't prioritize it over what's going into our body via whole foods. But yes, supplementing with vitamins and minerals can and has been shown to assist greatly in training and recovery from training. Because obviously the intense exercise we do does deplete our bodies, but it's just not something I'd be sinking money into first over what we're putting in to our bodies via whole food. But yes... Uh, to keep the answer simple for you there, Cassie, a women's multivitamin once or twice a day, I'd say once a day to start off with, is a great place to start with. Magnesium is not going to hurt. It's, it is going to be good in terms of exercise, especially if you're someone that's prone to cramping. Mm. But in terms of an essential part of having it before you exercise, then no, it's not essential. Okay, question number two. The other day, I was feeling really sluggish from the moment I woke up. Do you have any tips on how to overcome this or any ideas as to why I was feeling this way? Well, that could be a whole range of issues. Yes. You could have had a bad sleep. Yes. You could have had bad sleeps for the last few nights and it's starting to catch up with you. Sleep is a massive part of any weight loss program, weight loss journey. So it could be sleep. It could be nutrition. You may not have eaten very much the day before. You may not have eaten breakfast that morning. If you're waking up tired. I mean, it could be a combination of things. Like you said, it could be a poor sleep. It could be a series of poor sleeps adding up. It could be the day before we under ate or we yeah. ate food that our body doesn't like. Remember also when you start doing really structured, intense exercise, whether it's weights, cardio, or a com- combination of both, it's really taxing on your body. And if you're not fueling your body, then that can have a build-up effect of yeah. making you feel really sluggish as well. So basically, the answer there, Cassie, is we don't know. Don't know. What you need to do is to look at what's happening around it. I know for me that if I wake up one morning feeling a little bit sluggish or tired, if it's a once-off, okay, mm. shit happens. Maybe it was hot last night mm. and I was tossing and turning. If it starts to become a series of days where I wake up like that, I would need to look at what I'm doing. Yes. So hard to really give you a specific answer there, but just look at what's happening around it and see if you can notice any patterns. Correct. And also remember stress levels as well have a massive um, impact. Well, that's another factor as well. Mm. There's many things here to consider, but just look at what's going on around it and see if you can find any patterns Patterns, that could lead to this. Yeah. Yeah, don't panic over one day. Try to monitor the situation and Panic go over there. multiple days. Panic over multiple days. Well, I think that's just about the wrap-up for us. So thanks, Cassie, for your email. Really appreciate it. Anyone else out there, we would love to get some emails off you. Any questions or feedback for us? I know can, there... Sorry. sorry no. What's that, D? I didn't realize you were still speaking, but I was just going to say I know there was a lot of information in this podcast. It's a bit of an overload of information because it's a really big topic. So... Matt is, like you said, going to put on the show notes page a heap of really great information to go through and to read. It'll hopefully clear up this topic even more for you. But also don't be afraid to email us if you're looking for any clarification on anything because in the end, when it comes down to it, we we love the fact that you guys are listening to us and we hope you're getting something out of it. But everyone's at different levels. So don't be afraid to email us for clarification on anything. 
or any questions or feedback, and you can get us at podcast at theweightlosspodcast.com. I never Ooh. get it wrong. <laughs> uh, we're going to close the show off. Yes. Uh, hope you know. Obviously, we hope this has helped you guys, and we will speak to you soon. Bye. Get more free tips, listen to previous episodes, and contact Matt and Courtney at theweightlosspodcast.com.